Okay, Jade's here to explain a thing or two about Britney Jean, Britney bitch, the legendary Miss Britney Spears. Okay, so first of all, here's the timeline of Britney's fame. So she was cast on the Mickey Mouse Club in 1992 when she was 11 years old, where she starred alongside Justin Timberlake. That show was canceled a few years later and she moved back to Louisiana and went to a regular high school, like a regular teenager. Um, and then when she was 16, she signed with Jive Records and she recorded Baby One More Time and went on like a mall tour promoting it. And then Jive actually released the single uh, when she was just barely 17. That's sort of like her rise to prominence. So the other thing you brought up was Justin. No two ways about it. JT has received a firm no thank you from Britney Stans basically since forever. He's made all sorts of extremely cringy comments about their sex life together, laughing about having taken her virginity, all sorts of creepy shit. But the worst of all is that he literally uses her to sell records. So his first solo album came out after they broke up and it was not doing so well. So he shoots this Crimea River video that has a Britney lookalike in it. And suddenly people are talking about it again and he goes to number one. And he uses this tactic frequently. So he constantly drags her in the media. And like, there's an interview that you can watch with Barbara Walters where she asks him to sing a song off of his new album. And instead he sings a song called Horrible Woman, which is clearly about Britney and has never appeared on any of his albums. Thought I love so strong I guess I was dead wrong But to look at it positively Hey girl, at least you gave me another song About a horrible woman So yeah, he's just like a huge piece of shit Alright, you ready to do this? Yeah Okay, I got an intro Okay, sweet Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Not to mince words or anything. Off the top rope. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. She uh, she actually provided like five minutes worth of audio, and I just kind of truncated it a little a, bit to get the sense. That's a strong um, because, retort. Well, the juicy part was the was the Justin Timberlake stuff, and I've never I've never really thought enough about Justin Timberlake one way or another to to consider myself a giant fan nor detractor. Right, um, but. The Horrible Woman song is stupid. And yeah. in particular, when he says, hey, girl, it does kind of bring back a version of Justin I forgot about, yeah. which is very cringy. Do you think, like, you're just a horrible woman? Like, do you think it's supposed to be, like, leaning into, like, the horror part of horrible? I don't know if he emphasized that syllable. I was, I, I I was do, kind of wondering. I, I do I think it's a, it. a little on the nose. Yeah. Like, like, if you're going to make this song about, like, being a jilted ex-lover or whatever. Right. Don't be so forthright with your terminology. That's right. Yeah. I um, We were talking about tonight whether Justin Timberlake's a good guy or not. <laughs> we were litigating how, sure. how good he is of a person. We're not sure. Well, I think what I've arrived at is that the only Justin Timberlake I've ever felt one way or another about was like dick in a box. Sure. And so that's kind of a different genre. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, Jade, Jade Suede. <laughs> Jade swayed the lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, the legal defense Way of Jade. Go. Once yeah. again, impressive. Thank you for your provisions, Jade. Appreciate it very much. How you doing, buddy? Good. We've been uh, uh, apart for a week. I've been on vacation. You've been on vacation. It's my first ever winter vacation. I don't think I've ever had a whole week off uh, in, in the winter in my adult life. And you guys did something exciting today. Tell the people. We went to look at a new wedding venue. It was yeah. kind of exciting. I mean, it was very exciting. But it was so windy today, and it was it was a very withering heights while we were there. It was so windy, and you're in the country, and there's water. Yeah, it looked very skyfall. Actually, that's sort of true. It's kind of more. I was gonna say. Um, I was gonna say it's like John uh, Jane Jane Austen. Do you think 
ostentatious comes from Jane Austen? Do you think that's what that word comes from? I actually do. Like Dickensian comes from Charles Dickens? Yeah. Ostentatious. It was very Jane ostentatious there. Because it's spelt like A-U-S-T-E-N, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. More etymology with sweets and Uh slaney coming up in the next hour. Word of the day. (laughs) So that was exciting. Yeah, I'm just taking a couple of days off and it's uh, it's been good kind of to reset. You're chilling. Yeah. You're not doing anything, uh, any other interesting things besides wedding? Um, You sound like you're fishing for something. <laughs> Did a little someone do hey. a little shopping? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I have no idea. We got new sheets today, new bed sheets. That's Boom. an excitement. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Give me the thread count, you baby. 600 thread count? Ooh. I mean, I think. No, they're bamboo, so maybe it's not the same as, I don't know. I looked at a lot of labels today. Mm, that's a stick count with bamboo. How many sticks? <laughs> You know, like when uh, they have to build a bed out of bamboo shoots in Survivor. Yes, it's like that. That's right. Yeah. Except that's that's like a like fifty uh, stick count. You have like a twenty thousand stick count. I hope so. Yeah. I hope it's. Oh no, you guys are rolling deep. I can tell. I hope it's that distant. Yeah. We're closing in on the series finale of Dawson's Creek, so I think by next week we'll have uh, we'll be ready to do that uh, Dawson's episode. <laughs> okay. If you want to do that. Oh, I'm totally down. That'll make uh, next week actually a very special episode because we'll also talk about the Golden Globes, which will surely be interesting. Yep. So Golden Globes and Dawson's pilot and finale. Man, I'm so excited. Jen told me about the finale episode because she's watched it all. Yep. And you are in for it. And I totally forgot it. Don't spoil anything. I'm not spoiling anything. I have been led to believe it's pretty good as series finales go. Sure. Even though the last run of the series has largely been... Not so good. I need to rewatch. But she told me something and I went, what? I'll, I'll tell you that much. Okay. I'm excited. Um, There's been a few of those along the way anyway. Yeah, totally. And, yeah. and I brought this, this up to Kate at work too. And she also said like, oh man, that is not the, not the finale in particular, but just like taking on all of Dawson's Creek. I was just happy that she'd also watched it all. I think Becky's going to join us for that discussion because she has been fully in the Dawson's mode. Terrific. Uh, Have we ever had Becky as like a, a, uh, third, not conversationally, not oh in a God. not in any way beyond her like ducking in to pick up her laptop or something. The only reason that I would even confuse that is because usually our nights, uh, this is a little inside show show, mm. but usually our nights are preceded and uh, post seated <laughs> <laughs> with a discussion with Becky where we're all just like hanging out and talking. So That's right. I could easily see the three of those intermingling. She mostly never. does background magic. She helped me pick mm-hmm. a music bed for Jade Explains a Thing, for example. It was really She's good. She's like my Rip Torn. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Larry Sanders Could've show. Gonna stop you right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, it's a perfect metaphor. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like that. Um... Rip Torn, I, maybe he's just in my brain because we watched uh, Disney's Hercules the other night. Oh, okay. And he plays Zeus in gotcha. Disney's Hercules. Gotcha, gotcha. My face got all hot <laughs> when I said Rip Torn. <laughs> I you know, as it does. She's like my Robin Winters or something. but Yeah, or Robin, uh, Robin Quivers? Do you Quivers. Mean Robin? Yeah, Robin that's Quivers? exactly No, you're my Robin Quivers. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Or maybe, I'll take I, it. maybe I'm yours. Neither one of us is Howard. We're both each other's moral compasses. I was thinking uh, one of you could recap the pilot of Dawson's. The other one could recap the finale, and I would do my best to recap everything in between. Yeah, I think that'd be. <laughs> I think you could actually do that pretty succinctly. Yeah, I'm gonna try my best to prepare something like that. Right. So speaking of the Golden Globes, uh-huh. I don't know if you're up on the conspiracy. No. So there's corruption. 
in the Hollywood foreign press. Love because it. it's come out. I don't have a lot of details here. All right. But it's come out that the 86 whatever uh, voting members of the Hollywood foreign press have been accepting bribes from many candidates within this year's ceremony, including okay. producers of Emily in Paris. Oh, you're going to tell me where the problem comes, right? I, I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I apparently, like... The Emily and Paris people are whining and dining and like shipping people off on private excursions to Paris. Yes. To, to get <laughs> Emily in Paris golden globes. That is absolutely insane. And they're accepting the prize. But it's, it's making a lot more sense now. Sure it is. <laughs> it's providing clarity. for Yes. Everyone. I get it now. Hmm. Um, but is there any other one beyond? That's the big one. Emily that's that's the okay. obvious one because suddenly it makes more sense and suddenly it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's just fascinating. I love the idea of there being corruption in the Hollywood foreign press. But they're not going to change anything at this point. I don't know. I mean, there's always been a, a champagne campaign to every element of awards. And that's anyway. a fair point. There's a fine line, I think, with yeah. what's with what's allowed. But it's always a schmooze fest. Totally. Do you have any predictions for the Golden Globes? I have literally none. I'm just so excited to have an awards show. I'm so surprised that they're happening this Sunday. They're this weekend. Yeah. That's awesome. It's it seemed like they really crept up on me. Yeah, I mean they're late. They're usually in like the first week of January. Yeah, but they did the nominations. It seemed like it was two weeks ago. Yeah, and now boom. Yeah, it's a short voting Lips. period. I think that's I think that's what happened. I'm good with it. I'm here for it. I mean, it's usually an entertaining broadcast, which is really the only reason the Golden Globes has any kind of clout. For whatever reason, over time, they were able to turn it into this thing with a reputation for being a fun time for everyone, right. both at home and in person. And so suddenly we have grown to kind of consider the Golden Globes as second only to the Oscars, which is actually baloney. Right. Because it's just still kind of a joke. It's just 86 old white guys. That get bribed. Get bribed <laughs> and or vote for the thing that they think they're supposed to vote for. Mm. Right, that's a common thing too. And the Oscars, yeah, there is there is more of um of a legitimacy to the Oscars. Sure. But the, that has its issues too. Sure. <laughs> yes. I mean, the whole thing, the whole idea of like giving millionaires gold statues and pats on the back is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And yet I eat it up like chocolate. Totally. It's your most tweeted night of the year. Yeah, it probably. Is. Night of a thousand tweets. Probably is that. Yep. 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 For sure. Spider-Man 3 has a name. Do you hear about this? No. What's the name? Oh, I heard about their, they did a thing where they released a bunch of fake names with it. it was like oh, that's a interesting. And they had like a, a scroll of fake names. Oh, yes. I did see that too. The name is going to be uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So the first one was Spider-Man Homecoming. The second one was Spider-Man Far From Home. This one is Spider-Man No Way Home. Right. Okay. Um, and what's interesting is they're really playing up, and I actually think this this bit is kind of tired now, this idea of tom holland that he can't be trusted to keep marvel secrets oh yeah no, he's actually super played out it's now. really played out and they're like still doing it it's the main theme of that teaser trailer they put out um and he went on jimmy fallon yesterday and jimmy asked him if it's true that andrew garfield and toby Maguire are going to be in it and i mean he wasn't exactly cagey he said um it would be cool if those guys were in it, but it would also be pretty weird because I am the star of the movie and have read the whole script and I know nothing about it, which was kind of like pretty on the nose, mm -hmm. but it also could just be a textbook studio line. Right. Yeah. I, I think that was actually like a good studio line though. Yeah. Because it doesn't really tell us that they are going to be in it. 
No, it kind of dispels suspicion. Kind of dispels suspicion. The only problem is now it's what we really deeply want. Is it though? It's what you want more than anything. I can't believe you don't want it. I'm just okay with it. I I I don't feel a lot of passion towards either towards much of the Spider-Man universe really. The Spider-Verse. I like I think Spider-Verse is the place where I have this the softest spot. Okay, that's great, but uh that is the movie that no, validates I, I this un- happening. I understand what you're saying. I'm just still like that was a, a spark of originality for me. Everything after that is just a. It's gonna well, be there's a only been one movie after that, and I don't know. I don't think you've seen it because I don't think we talked about the one with Gyllenhaal. No, I I've seen that. Okay, all right. Well, that's I've the only seen it. It's the only Spider-Man since Spider-Verse. Uh-huh. I like I like the Tom Holland iterations. I think I think more than the the Toby. I don't think I've seen all the Garfield ones. There's only two. The Toby ones. There's only two Garfield ones, and they're not worth not seeing, worth especially now. Right. But I don't know. I just think it's a really creative, neat way to validate everybody's preferred thing. They're yeah. never going to do that with Batman, which is the ultimate discussion. Right. Um. But do it with Spider Man because we've had enough of them in our own lifetime. We've yep. lived through multiple generations of Spider Men, mm-hmm. and if the thing you like about into the Spider-Verse is a creative premise, then this is just an extension of that. That's true. Yeah, of course. But I, I just feel like like th- they were more creative in the Spider-Verse than to have two other Spider-Men that have been Spider-Men in the next Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> You're with me. I can tell. Not exactly. I mean, they did make meta references to other Spider-Men. Yeah in that movie totally they literally showed a video of toby mcguire dancing yeah the dancing thing yeah there's the the comic thing with the you know the funny spider-man memes that's the post-credits sequence right yeah did you watch wandavision this week i did that was good it was good it was good i mean it's not an earth-shattering twist that katherine hunt is turning out to be the, the the spooky puppet master here well there were and i heard on the watch like a couple weeks ago that that um in the comic, there's a neighbor that is a witch. Yeah. And she ends up being the ultimate villain. Agatha Harkness. And they thought that that might be, yeah. Because her name's Agnes. Oh, is that what it is? I think okay. her name's Agnes in the show. Right. She's Agatha. Okay. Her, her real name is Agatha. Right. I think. Um, yeah. I liked it. It was Agatha all along. It was a little catchy little bit. It was. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I find it funny that everybody... <laughs> I'm I'm a, somebody who does this too, and I've been singing the Catherine Hahn song on this podcast. Sure. Check the record. I've done it for years. But it seems like everybody wants to be that person now. Like, oh, I've always loved Catherine Hahn. Where have the rest of you been? Oh. When when clearly everyone has been there too because everyone feels that way. Right. And Everyone's so it's just like Catherine Hahn. She somehow is both an underdog, unsung hero, and somebody everybody adores. She's also starred in a HBO show. Yeah. She's like, done that. She's you, you she's, know what? She's like a she's an A-lister. And she's been part of the ensemble of many big studio comedies. Totally. So regular on Parks and Recreation. I'm mm-hmm. sure she's been on other TV series. She was as well. in Step Brothers. She like made Step Brothers. Okay. I, I think it must have been during uh our watch of WandaVision last week that I made a Step Brothers reference and I could see very clearly that it didn't land. Okay. To, to Becky. And I was like, Do you not know the sweet child of mine sequence from Step Brothers? And she really didn't. And I had to pull it up. I had to be that guy. Yeah, sure. Did she? Has she not seen Step Brothers? No, she had, but okay. she, it just doesn't. It didn't really register with her, I guess. Mm. And uh, someone made a Step Brothers reference to me today that didn't register because okay. I think I've only seen it like two times, maybe three. I mean, there's a couple of like obvious ones. Well, it was it was Will Ferrell singing. Um, 
it wasn't total eclipse of the heart, but it was like when he's showing John C. Riley. Okay. How he, how he can sing. Oh, okay. And John C. Riley's really impressed, but I forget what the song was. Well, was in fairness, I stage. don't remember either. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. We're good. It's okay. I don't know that how, I don't know how rewatchable that movie is. I think it's pretty rewatchable. Okay. It's Catalina Wine Mixer. Yeah. That's just a, a phrase from the movie. Yeah. 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 So I'm, so I'm sort of, <laughs> that's what quotes are. Right. That's what movie quotes are. Yeah. You're yeah. right. You're right. So much room for activities. Tim Burton is doing a live action Wednesday Adams series at Netflix. This was actually mm. on my prep last week and I forgot to mention it. So more Tim Burton doing the obvious spooky thing. Like, can you think of a more on the nose thing for Tim Burton to do right now than a Wednesday Adams spinoff? Uh, an Augustus Galoop remix. Wow. <laughs> remix? Yeah. An Augustus Galoop prequel. <laughs> An origin story the for the st- for, for the senior gloop in what, the family. What led this young boy here? <laughs> uh, Germany, I think he's Germany. From, I think it was German. That's right. Yeah. Um. Anything else? You just don't have any comment about no, Wednesday Adams. I I just I don't know. I I. Not really. Did okay. do we know who's who's starring in it? No. I'm not really tied to the Adams family either. No, me. Neither. Am I seeming like a Debbie Downer on? being out on Spider-Verse and Wednesday Adams. Yeah, you haven't said a positive thing yet. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I like WandaVision. Yeah, everyone liked WandaVision. That doesn't make you... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that doesn't make you uh, are we, original. Are, are you being intentionally confrontational now? Yeah. All right. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm for it. Uh, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone got canceled today at CBS mm. All Access, which isn't a surprise. Nobody talked about that. No. And it's kind of weird that they didn't because they had like A-listers through two seasons of it. I think I, they just did it to be a part of the Jordan Peele essence. I think if um, Black Mirror had never happened, yes, it would have been a bigger thing. But would this have ever happened if Black Mirror had No, happened? that's just what I was going to say. I think yeah. without Black Mirror, yeah, it's it's a chicken, chicken egg. Black Mirror also hasn't had a new season in like a traditional way in a long time. No. I, I think we might be moving past that too. Yeah, it's very possible. Uh, I don't know. I, I, would, I would be down for another season of Black Mirror. Have they done anything other than Bandersnatch? No. Yeah. No. Charlie Booker did that that 2020 uh, movie on Netflix, which was oh, awful. Yeah. Oh, God. It was so rough. Uh, Was that a comedy? What am yeah, I thinking? Yeah, it was supposed to be a comedy. And, and like, like Hugh With Lisa Grant Kudrow was in and, it. Lisa Kudrow right. and Tracy Ullman and Joe Kaiser. I saw a couple of YouTube clips and that yeah, seemed was, like enough. Yeah. There's just, I mean, there's still too much leaning into how bad... 2020 was to the extent that that now the the running gag is and look 2021 is no better crazy right i i honestly like is 2021 worse i don't think it's anywhere near as bad no right now no it's not so far uh texas is cold yep texas has had a pretty rough month for sure yeah for sure um but so we got cold texas (laughs) (laughs) yeah And we got, I mean, what else? Tiger Woods got in a car accident. Whoa, how'd you feel about that? I was saddened. I, I first of all, was very... <laughs> I, first of all... I can't think of a better... <laughs> I was saddened. A better adjective. <laughs> you got it. Okay, great. Moving on. I was saddened. Um, I was, at first, very concerned that he might have uh, not passed a toxicology report based yeah, on his history. I think a lot of people thought that. But... Uh, apparently he did or they didn't test him and we'll never know, which is also fine. There was no one else involved in the accident. Well, it's my so. understanding he was coming from 
a Hyundai event. Is that right? A promotional thing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the the Genesis Invitational. <laughs> Actually, weird press for the Genesis Invitational. He was literally driving an SUV with a Genesis Invitational insignia on the side. I know. So, I mean, arguably, it's a good commercial for them because he didn't, you know, like, he could have died. Like, it he seems like a died. close call. He did definitely, um, like, have compound fractures in his legs. It may have ended his career. And, yeah. So, I mean, and he, he was... The reason that I think he might have had uh, painkillers in his system is because he just got off another back surgery. Right. And he wasn't really looking good when they interviewed him. Like, he looked, like, kind of out of sorts. Like, he had his hat down kind of low, too. What was the verdict from, like, five years ago or whatever when he was given a DUI and then it was uh, it was redacted because it turned out that he had some kind of weird blip in his his back pain medication? Do you remember that? When he was, like, there was video footage leaked of Tiger Woods clearly failing a roadside test oh yeah no this is this is all in the documentary too yeah. and like they they ask him like sir uh do you know where you, where you are right now and he's like yeah i'm just driving up to uh to orange county there and yeah. he's like sir you're in jupiter florida right right so um yeah he was he was very messed up i mean it's just so crazy when you when you get these major surgeries you actually you're in such pain like he was like lying in a bed for so long you have to be on painkillers, but, but you shouldn't drive. That should be part of it. I don't think he was. Yeah, I think it was. And it's tough because he, he wasn't interviewed or anything, but it was like the middle of the night. I almost wonder if he like went to bed and like kind of did like a sleepwalky thing. Yeah. Because it's like, where else was he going? Like, it's it's like he just got out in his car. It's like the Quaalude scene from Wolf of Wall it Street. It is very much like the Quaalude scene from Wolf of Wall Street. I just remember seeing that. And I made the same assumption everybody did, like, oh, this guy's like totally ruined his reputation yet again. Right. And then that went away because we all learned that it wasn't what we thought it was. And yet it might have been just as bad or or maybe it's a huge like doctoral mistake. Maybe like, well, he had to wean himself off the painkillers. He did have to go to a treatment facility. Oh, but, okay. but I think it was, I think everyone kind of agreed like, okay, it's not like he was like pounding drinks and then like hitting the road. Right. I think he was like, you know, I don't know if he overdid his magic medication. Maybe, right. maybe he did, and maybe rightfully so. He had to go through treatment. But I'm kind of hoping that people have gotten the message about Springsteen at this point because, yeah, like I was. We really, didn't talk about that at all. We do, I was really disappointed for obvious reasons. I was like really sad about. Wasn't that. there a thing about how like Bruce Springsteen doesn't drink? Well, he doesn't not drink clearly. No. <laughs> well, yes, I learned that when he got a DUI. But you know that you know the outcome of the story now, right? As no. of this week. No. Oh yeah. So the he took it to court and they've expunged it from the record. He, they've they've had it reversed or whatever the legal term is because the they uh, they did the report and he only blew a point two. He was like oh. four times under the legal limit. The guy never should have given given him a DUI. He had two tequila shots okay. earlier in the night. But he was, and you know, like whether or not that's responsible is kind of another discussion, but like he was not intoxicated. Right. And it kind of changes the narrative because previous to that, a lot of people are making the same joke, which is like, who is the poor New Jersey police officer who had to give Bruce Springsteen a DUI? Seriously. And now it's, who's the asshole who thought he would get one over on Bruce Springsteen? Right. And like be the hero or something. Right. And it's nice because... You know, they say um, uh, people who get caught for drunk driving tend to do it about 80 times before they get caught. Wow. And so when you hear that that Bruce Springsteen has been uh, 
dinged for for drunk driving you're like does that mean he fucking do this does this all the time because that's like just get driven places huge letdown and uh no i mean he loves cars this is bruce springsteen Uh, right i suppose so um and uh no i mean that we don't have the full story but it seems like it's it should it should go away now but the fact that you didn't hear that news this week leads me to think the dui was bigger news than right more people are out there just thinking that He's a drunk and they have reinstated the Jeep ads and he's doing right. a podcast with Barack Obama. He's doing a podcast with Barack. Who's hosting it? The two of them are hosting it together. Oh, on, what? Sp- on Spotify. Oh my yeah. God. That's a power couple. <laughs> I know. I it's know. like the Bill Gates, Rashida Jones one times 12. It's definitely the, like the highest height of liberal elites. Yeah. It's not relatable. Maybe yeah. it's cool, but it's not relatable. Mm. Yeah. Um, I start. I, I started thinking about Rush Limbaugh. I just wanted to know your thoughts on the Rush Limbaugh. Well, yeah, that happened concept. before last week's podcast. Did it? Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. We talked about it. It's okay. I don't like Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> that's my. That's where I stand on it. All right. Didn't like him. I'm gonna withhold my views. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Man, your hot takes tonight are <laughs> no. fierce. No, sizzling I, we, hot we, takes. We can, we can easily agree on that one. <laughs> Emma Watson uh, retiring from acting. The rumors are today. Her her rep came out and said she's not taking any more acting gigs. She's gonna spend more time with her fiance. She's not interested in acting at this time. Cool. Why Why would you even put that out there? Because Would, wouldn't you just not say anything? Yeah, you'd think we should go five years and then go. Emma Watson hasn't made a movie. I'm starting. Yeah, I'm starting to get really down on the, and I really like the whole like, you know, it's always sunny, Kirby enthusiasm. Like, never say you're canceled. Never, never say the band's breaking up. Like, just if you don't want to do stuff, don't do stuff. Well, we might be misinterpreting how this statement was released, though. Like, maybe sure. it wasn't like a for the fans wondering. Maybe it was like a a memo to the studio. Don't mm-hmm. call anymore. Right. This is over. Taking a hiatus. Stop, yeah. Stop asking if she'll do the Harry Potter reboot. Stop asking. And then if Deadline just got a hold of it. And stop asking if she'll do Littler Women. Right. None of that. This time, they're even smaller. You know, the thing about Emma Watson is our whole generation <laughs> loves that girl. Uh-huh. But also, she's not a very good actor. She's okay. Her American accent is god awful. Oh, that is. And she's done bad. it a few times. Yeah. So like I won't. We don't mean to accent shame, but no. I mean, like I really like Emma Watson. I like what she stands for. She seems like a really cool person, mm-hmm. and I like a lot of the movies she's been in. Obviously, yeah. um, in sp- and and she's been good in some movies too. I don't mean to say that she can't act, but your favorite um, movie, is Circle. Oh God, that is I think <laughs> the most scathing Tom Thanks I ever wrote. Yeah, it's, yeah, it that's a bad one. It's a really bad movie. Um, but it's not her fault either. Like she's no. not good in it, but also she, no <laughs> one, not. no one could have been. No, it's a god awful movie. Um, anyway, wh- what I mean to say is I won't miss Emma Watson for quite a long time. <laughs> okay. No disrespect to her. Definitively. Good luck to her right. and her fiance. Yeah. Very cool. What, how, what are your thoughts on Rupert Grint? I, I have fewer feelings about him, to be honest. <laughs> he said he's going to be gone for 10 years and just wanted to give you the heads up. <laughs> he's also retiring. <laughs> No, he's in he's in a show now, isn't he? he? Well, he was in Servant. The Servant, right? The Shyamalan. That was M. Night Shyamalan, yeah. right? Yeah, I think he's doing something else too. He did make a comment on the Harry Potter reboot. He basically said... I, uh, yeah, I don't... Yeah, I think we talked about this on the show last yeah, week. Yeah, he's like, don't. Uh, I don't think I'll be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And that's probably for the best. Similarly, uh, 
<laughs> Elijah Wood made a comment about the Amazon Lord of the Rings. Okay. And he basically said they should really consider calling it something else because people will be very confused. Right. And I hear where he's coming from, but also there's no way they're going to call it something else. Yeah. They're not just going to call it like, I don't even know what you could call it. The Mordor stories? Yeah. Making a Mordor? <laughs> You could call it like Middle Earth Chronicles or like, mm-hmm. or you could just like blanket call it the Silmarillion and it won't have to necessarily follow that. But right. like, and I guess people would know like the Game of Thrones uh, spinoff is not going to be called Game of Thrones colon the Red Dragon or whatever. Like, okay. yeah, I don't know. Two things. Uh, Disney Plus mm-hmm. added Star yesterday yes it's like, that's that's out no i haven't i haven't subscribed i didn't know if that was a, a thing so and you don't have to pay extra money for oh it. you do yeah i think it's an extra 2.99 per month see there was nothing sneaky, in the sneaky, app sneaky. about this happening mm. it was like do you want it do you want do you want access to all this it's unclear to me what you're getting because the idea is you're supposed to get at last we're supposed to get hulu content Yes. At long last. Yep. But there is licensing issues with that and Crave. A lot of that stuff is licensed to Bell Media right now. And gotcha. so I don't know how accessible that is to Disney before those licenses expire. And once I see the library, I'll make a verdict. It was kind of funny. I was excited to see like Solar Opposites that like it's like a, a, the guys who made Rick and Morty mm. have this other show about aliens, which is basically Rick and Morty. Like it's not that different at all. But right. it, it is still very funny. Thomas Middleditch is in it. So watch that liked it but it's also like some very like diehards on there so all of a sudden you're in disney plus and there are all these these titles but there's not really that many offerings beyond like i don't know there's probably like 15 titles that i was able to scroll through that's not good that's not worth three bucks a month no there were some funny ones too where i was like oh this is on here I don't know. I was excited at the time, though, but okay. now kind of looking back, I'm just lukewarm on it. I need to see what kind of Hulu stuff they got. Yeah. 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 I don't think there's a lot of Hulu stuff. I don't think so either. Because, like, the best example is Hulu. Crave is Hulu. Yeah. Like, like Crave is Hulu Canada. and HBO. Yeah. Um, like, the, the big Hulu show is Handmaid's Tale. And yeah. that's on Crave. So it's right. not going to be on Disney Plus Star. No. And so, like, not that I need to see Hamay's Tale, but, like, that's an example of what is not going to transition for at least a while. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing was we watched Night Stalker, which is a documentary about the Night Stalker on Netflix. Oh. And it's just way better than Hotel Cecil. Okay. But got way less coverage for some reason. But it is just a way more interesting story. I want you to tell me about that. But yeah. first... Did you enjoy the Hotel Cecil joke in Saturday Night Live this weekend? Uh, yeah, it, it was kind of like a throwaway. It was kind of a throwaway. Right. I kind of thought it was going to consume the sketch, and I was right. like, that's very niche. But then it didn't, and it actually just kind of enriched yeah. things. What sketch was it again? Uh, I guess it was the one, uh, I, I know it involved Cecily singing. It was maybe like a pageant or something right. happening in a hotel yeah, like, multifunction the, room. It was the uh, the the most ladylike legs or something. like Right, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, tell me about Night Stalker. Night Stalker, okay. Quick aside into SNL. Okay. Uh, did you think that cold open was maybe the best cold open of like the last three years? Tell me what it was. <laughs> okay. Oh, the Ted Cruz one. Yeah, the Ted yeah. Cruz, Britney Spears. Really good. I really like Chloe Fineman's Britney Spears uh-huh. because it, it it's it's just kind of the personality. Yeah. She's so good at voices, but yeah. it, it's... 
I thought she did a really nice job and it kind of brought together a whole bunch of things. Really like, interesting too that it's the first political cold open we've had in a long time. Yeah. They've made such a concerted effort not to do Biden since the inauguration. And it was so funny and Pete was really good in it. And yeah. I, it was just like, yeah, this is what SNL should be. Just not like random celebrities all the time. Here's where I sound I like, like a grumpy this. grump about this week's SNL. Okay. The woo girls in the crowd were pissing me off. Oh, fierce. Yeah, yeah, that was brutal. It was brutal. And like during the during the um, the monologue skit about and... well, yeah, but yes, definitely there. But also the skit about um, them singing that driver's license song. Yeah, that was there's so many. Well, screams, the annoying like, thing about that is all your you're only screaming to validate to everyone in the room that you get the reference right but that's not interesting because everybody fucking gets the reference yeah. and you've seen bridgerton so you know who daphne is or whatever right. the hell and you've seen his butt and you know what that looks like he's <laughs> handsome there's looks no, like a butt there's no question get about it. it that's how i feel mm -hmm. yeah but on the other hand they're in new york and it's been a tough time and they yeah. got to go out like there was a there was a joke early in the show about how indoor dining is open again and everybody cheered and i right. get that one mm -hmm. because yeah. that's a more cultural and and triumphant thing to get excited about totally i weirdly listened to a podcast on uh it was the bill simmons podcast which everybody drank i mentioned the bill simmons podcast yeah it's not that weird you'd listen to that um the uh a guy from the atlantic was on kind of talking about some of the like like he was kind of zagging where others zig and saying like, it's weird that we opened restaurants. Um, we should allow everything outside. We don't need to wear masks. Um, there's like literally no evidence. This is what he's saying. I'm okay. not corroborating it. He's like, there's like 0% chance of you getting COVID if you're outside. But meanwhile, we're opening it's not really true, but we're okay. opening restaurants. Well, yeah, yeah, he's, he's basically saying like the ventilation and being six, far, six feet apart from each other, while speaking outside, there's like zero oh, chance. Being outdoors is like way safer. Totally. So, way safer. Anyways, he was just saying like inside, you're like, you're talking above the music. You're like spit. Like there's like a million different ways that you can contract it. And he's like, but like they're still doing this whole thing about like wiping stuff down. He's like, and there's rare, like very rare instances of people actually getting COVID from like yeah. transmission of like touching other things. Right. It's like so, so just well, aerosol. And here's what I'd say to that. And I have to, I, I don't want to be irresponsible because I do believe in an abundance of caution. Mm -hmm. Obviously. And that's, that's what this podcast is all about. Uh, being careful <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, be afraid. That's right. Be afraid. Very afraid. Um, but, uh, like we always, we, we hear about the, about the exposure sites and it's good to be conscious of that. And it's good to contribute to a general sense of urgency, mm -hmm. um, and just doing whatever it takes. But when was the last time somebody got COVID at the grocery store? Right. It doesn't happen. Right. It, I don't think it's happened at all. Um, and so it's fine if you feel better to wipe down your groceries at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. it's certainly good that we wear our masks and we exercise yes. social distancing while we're in there. Definitely but all necessary. It's necessary in part just because it contribute. It reminds us of the severity of this time and it keeps us from complacency, which is creeping back in totally. these days, by well, the way. Well, we got eight cases today. We got eight cases we're today. Like, it was ugly. We're, it's, it's going the wrong way again. Right. But... Mm -hmm. You're you're not going to pick up an avocado that somebody else picked up and decided wasn't the one 
right. and get COVID from that avocado. Avocado COVID. Okay, I shouldn't. I I couldn't. I couldn't have picked a better produce. <laughs> COVID. I just softballed the produce right to Sorry. you. Spl- guacamole everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Splat. I should have. I'm starting that. to sound a little bit like a like an anti-vaxer or an anti-masker, so I don't want to sound that way. But I just I I I think this guy. I understand where he's coming from. I just think we've learned more in the last year. God, I hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope so. We're turning a corner. Tell I'm me. It. Tell me about Night Stalker. Night Stalker. Very good. Uh, they told the story in a very cool way, a very interesting way um, where it's it's about the cops chasing him. It's going through the cases. It's like it's there's a very, very much a crescendo hmm. to the end of the of the story. And it's interviewing victims and stuff. But there's just a very cool narrative the whole way through, whereas it's not just hitting the same elements over the head like Hotel Cecil was. Oh, OK. I just found it to be a way more interesting story but hotel cecil got a lot of the cred well and even mentioned richard ramirez in it i think because hotel cecil creates a lot of suspense and you think you're going to have a juicy resolution and ultimately nothing shady happened here at all um yeah i think hotel cecil is manipulative and misleading (laughs) yeah i'm on board you're on board with the with the stalker one or with my with my with your with your beliefs right we talked about that last week yeah uh, the only other Disney Plus thing I wanted to say is that the new Star Wars show starts on May the 4th. Um, it's called The Bad Batch. It's a new animated series. It's, it's kind a, yeah. of continuation, continuation of the Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that was announced this week. They're doing a Rugrats reboot. New weird animation, original voice cast. Yeah. It's almost it, like a 3D looking kind of. Yeah. It's kind of weird looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it's one of those situations where it's kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog. Like we, if, if we right. try and change this too much, people aren't going to recognize the things they love. Yeah. Uh, and so that's coming out in the spring. It's already like underway. We just want to see Tommy, Chucky, yep. Angelica, yep. Lil, mm-hmm. Phil, mm-hmm. and was that it? Yeah, and then they added uh, uh, a couple of characters. There's okay. Kimmy. Kimmy? Okay. And I don't remember the other girl's name. All right. I'm in. Yeah. Are you? No, not no, really. No. I'm only in if everyone else is in. <laughs> I think we yeah. should establish this. If it's like a sleeper thing and like everyone's like, I know this sounds crazy, but like the new Rugrats actually rules. Yeah. I'm curious. Totally. Yeah. I, I remember, I think you might have asked a couple of years ago, like Animaniacs come back. Are you going to watch it? And I think it was like, totally. Yeah. And then it came back and I'm, I'm like, I'm only in on that show if everyone's in. Right. That's how I felt about the reboot of the Magic School Bus. Right. I was like, Kate McKinnon's going to be Miss Frizzle. I'm like, oh, I'm there. Yeah. And then you watch one and you're like, oh, this is for kids. We're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. I could just watch the original Magic School Bus again if I wanted. So some updates on the releases of Mission Impossible 7 and A Quiet Place 2, which you'll remember is one of the first movies that got bumped, like poor Krasinski. Totally. That movie and James Bond also is just like, Mm -hmm. these people must be thinking, is our movie ever going to come out? Were you surprised that he didn't reference good news at all in SNL, by the way? Krasinski? Interesting. Did he sell it to NBC? I thought there was something that happened there. Uh, Maybe, but still they would probably... Honestly, some good news feels a little bit like a fever dream. Yeah. It was so early on, but it was like really, really in the zeitgeist at one point. It was dominant for yeah. a while. It was a very big deal, but then it kind of left people with a bad taste in their mouth because he sold out, which by the way is fine. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. But uh, anyways, so sorry, A Quiet Place 2. That's okay. A Quiet Place 2 and, and Mission Impossible 7 have announced they are going to be released in theaters for 45 days. Okay. After which they will immediately stream on Paramount Plus. Okay. And 
It's notable also that in the Spider-Man 3 trailer, the teaser trailer that came out yesterday, they very explicitly say only in theaters when it comes out, which is, you know, this fall or a year from right. now or whatever it is. I think it's the end of this year. Um, because now there's this conversation about whether or not a movie will just come direct to streaming, whether it's for some kind of uh, uh, pay-per-view price. Right. Um, <clears throat> or if we have to wait until it's out of theaters to safely watch it at home or if we can only... So, like, they basically said, no, you're going to be watching this movie in theaters. Mm -hmm. Let's not get any, like, Mulan ideas, uh, delusions. And by the way, like, by November or whenever Sp Spider-Man's supposed to come out, I like to think we'll be vaccinated and maybe we can go to the movies again. Uh, There'll be a lot of vaccinations. It'll be interesting to see, like, what... Once we hit, like, 60% vaccinations, what the country will look like. We got to pick up the pace in our uh, neck of the woods over yeah. here. Well, we're, hey, we're at, like, what, 13%? No, we're at, like, 1.7%. In in Canada? Yeah, no. Oh, in Nova Scotia. <laughs> in Nova Scotia. In Canada, we're at, like, 3%. It's mm, nice. criminally low. And in the States, it's at, like, 13 or 18%. Yeah, they're yeah. trucking along. Yeah. They had it worse, and they're addressing it better. Yeah, we're being Weird. punished for having good COVID numbers yeah. all the time. Yeah. Anyway, I want to go to the movies. Mm -hmm. uh, but I find it interesting that, like, this might be the new plan for blockbusters. They will come out in theaters, uh, deal with it. Totally. 45, minutes, 45 days later, you can watch it on its designated streaming platform, yeah. which in this case is Paramount+. Plus. I'm never going to get that. Right. But, uh, um, yeah, no, we're not going to get Paramount+. Plus, but we have you heard of Plex? No. Okay, it's an interesting. Do some googling on Plex. Everyone just P L E X. Yeah, it's basically like a like Cineplex. Yes, but it's not for Cineplex. Okay, it's just called Plex. All right, but it's a and a place where I don't know if it's like downloaded movies. Anyway, someone introduced me to it, okay. and that was nice. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah. Uh, Wait, the, is it on the level? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I'm truly not sure, <laughs> and I don't want to. I want plausible deniability for as long as I can have it. You just so. reminded me of uh, when Dwight has a concussion. Yeah. And, he, and <laughs> that's so funny. Dwight has a concussion and Pam is trying to figure out how to use her new MP3 player because Roy cheaped out and didn't get her like an expensive iPod. He got her a cheap MP3 player. Right. And he's like, I can show you this website where you can get all of your music for a penny each songs <laughs> for a penny each. And Pam's like, that's great. And he goes, oh, but all the songs are in Russian. <laughs> and then he's like, just kidding. And then he's like, see you later, Pan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that episode is so underrated of The Office. Fabulous episode. When he, I guess he gets a concussion because he's going to rescue Michael from the, it's the episode with the with the George Foreman grill. It's that episode. Yeah. And so he like races out of the office, then he crashes into a telephone pole <laughs> and he pukes all over his car. <laughs> and that's right before the credits. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the cold open. Yeah. That's a great Dwight. Oh, God. Um quick uh one other thing that i was going to mention the other thing that um this guy from the atlantic who zags one other zig right. regarding do you the, get the your virus. do you get your whole demeanor from this guy by the way you've been very zaggy this podcast no nah, i don't like spider-man <laughs> that's not what i said you did say that no i do not you Rewind said you say you said some version of like i don't care about spider-man no what i said sweets i care about spider-man okay Okay. We, I don't think we... you said I care about Spider-Man. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that never was said. I like Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, sure. I like the new trilogy. Right. I said I don't really care hmm. if they bring in Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Right. I, and I think... Which is a zag. That's a bit of a zag. Yeah. You're right. Um, but I did like the Spider-Verse, and you said 
You're bad for that. <laughs> You're a bad man. No. <laughs> you only saw Spider-Verse because I insisted it's worth seeing. Oh, come on. You weren't the only one. No, you're right. There, there were a lot of people saying, oh, again, I was in because everyone was in. <laughs> That's the thing. is like That movie required a lot of pushing because a Duh. lot of people were like, gee, am I really going to like go see a cartoon Spider-Man movie as if that's the same? Right. And it was great. It was rewarding. Yeah. The other thing that this guy said was vaccinations to people 30 and under would also be kind of an interesting thing because they're the people that are most likely to pick it up and pass it along. Yeah. Whereas people that are older are probably more likely to be staying inside anyway. True. Um, although, obviously, and he acknowledged that the dangers are far more severe. It is kind of interesting people. that, like, that's a good point because there's all this talk about, like, what percentage of vaccination you need to reach before you have herd, human, herd immunity. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that's entirely demographically dependent, right? Right. Because we might not, if we vaccinate all the oldies first, we're not going to mm-hmm. have herd immunity until the younger people are, because yeah. we're all still going to be going out to the lower deck. And the other point. I, I mean the royal we. <laughs> and the other point, you are a big royal, lower deck. <laughs> yeah, that yeah I know, I know. He loves Heave away. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that he said was uh, that one dose is better, th- better than no doses. Too. Yes. Like, so like get everyone the first dose. This was Don't, like just try to get the second one. Absolutely. This was a bit of a narrative that formed among the ignorant, and I'm not claiming to be especially informed, but like when the when the Johnson and Johnson va- vaccine was announced, the efficacy was like 66%. Yeah. And everybody who has only ever followed COVID uh um vaccines and not other vaccines is like pfft, 66% <laughs> is trash. When the common flu vaccine is got like a 49% efficacy. Right. Like 66 is good. It's right. insane that we have two 95% plus 95. efficacy vaccines in under a year. Yeah. Spat all over my laptop when I said that, but it was worth it for effect. That's all right. Yeah. I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. So the droplets can't go that far because we're eight feet apart. Really. We are. Definitely. Yeah. It's okay. And we're not outside, but I don't know. Did our but best. the ventilation's great. Yeah, I hope so. Want to talk about shows? <laughs> yeah, let's see it. Okay, I'm going to go first. I'm going to recap. Oh, boy. I I, I don't know what happened in Clarice because it was boring. Um, <laughs> I'm going to recap first episode of Young Rock. Um, but that's going to be tough, too, because it's not that. No, I can do it. I, I believe in you. Yeah. Okay. You're going to recap Young Rock in three, two, one. The episode is largely a flashback uh, told through the context of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who we know in the year 2032, giving a, a presidential candidacy announcement interview to Randall Park, who's now an entertainment journalist, I guess. Uh, and through all the flashbacks, he tells the story of young Dwayne Johnson uh, living in the shadow of his father, Rocky Johnson, in the culture of celebrity wrestling. Uh, he wants to make a name for himself as like a tough guy, as like a ladies man who has a car. He buys a car for a hundred bucks. There's a bum living inside the car. And then he goes to a gym and gets rich. Yeah. Um, so I got it, a little caught up in the Randall Park of like, it all. I was going to say you front loaded it again, much like I usually it's, do. It's hard not to. Randall Park is a show stealer. I actually That's think true. Randall Park is a ringer. I think that you can't screw up by putting him in something. The fact that he's been in a Marvel show and a show with The Rock is showing that he is what The Rock calls box office Viagra. Yeah, I think that's like, I think that's apt. He is, he is TV ratings Viagra. Well, and he's a little bit like Catherine Hahn in that everyone's like, oh, I guess I've always I loved like that guy. I've always loved that guy, yeah. and he doesn't do bad work. Right. Um, interestingly, the creator of this show, Nanachka Khan, mm-hmm. directed Always Be My Maybe, which he wrote with Ali Wong. Oh, so that's cool. the connection that's with, the with Randall Park. Because it doesn't have to be Randall Park. I love that they acknowledge, he's like, 
remember when I used to be an actor and like they're both <laughs> clearly not aged. Like they're just kind of. I love it. that they look the same in yeah. 2032. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Um, although I did we while we were watching it last week, Jen thought that The Rock looked older. She was like, "Why does he look so old?" I mean, but, maybe, but I don't really think when I watched it again tonight. Maybe they did it in like a minimum way. I didn't. I didn't really find that he looked any no. any older. I initially because immediately they're doing the like uh, the Rock is running for president thing, and at first I'm like, Ugh. Uh, yeah. But now I actually kind of think it's it's really smart because first of all I think that <clears throat> it's it's the Rock laughing at how silly it is that people think he should run for president. Right. I don't think he thinks this in earnest is a good idea. No. And also it's an acknowledgement because the show itself is an origin story, right? Yeah. And The Rock in terms of his uh, cultural relevance and his persona mm-hmm. is a superhero sort his of. gimmick. And that's that's right. He uh, he honors the gimmick because that works on the gimmick. That's works the, the gimmick. Working the gimmick. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a, a superhero in real life. And so if we're doing an origin story of this guy... Uh, yeah, why not do the most obvious literal version of being larger than life and just like pretend that he's going to be the president? Yeah. This is 2032. It's goofy. It's very clearly silly. Yeah. Um, but it's also a show. Uh, I mean, it's hard to know the factuality of it, but theoretically it feels like it's based on a lot of truth. Right. And it's sincere and sweet, but it's yeah. also got a great sense of humor. Is this like a mini series? <clears throat> I don't know. It's not really getting a lot of buzz actually. Because I kind of thought, and I, I think I said last week that it's almost like, like if the writers of, and maybe this is too complimentary, but it's almost like if the writers of Thirty Rock were involved with uh, a rock show. I don't think it's quite as kooky as Thirty Rock. No, I think that it's got. I think it's more Parks and Recy than Thirty Rocky. Yeah, for example, sure. it's got a lot of heart. It's wacky, but it's like it's pretty grounded as well. The people seem like real people. I loved the line where they pull up in the car. I found that that whole sequence to be pretty funny. Yep. The, the middle sequence when he, they roll up to the girls in the car and they can only play opera and they yeah. go, Hey, <laughs> are those chips? W- what are you eating there? <laughs> are those chips? <clears throat> yeah. I thought the whole, uh, Wheaties Asia sequence was hilarious. That was also very so, good. So like his dad goes to the gym and talks up his son and just outright lies and says, my son's going to be on Wheaties. Yep. And then he has to like kind of live in this lie. And he says, oh, it's not a regular Wheaties. It's Wheaties Asia. And the, guy, and the guy's like, oh, I got a cousin in Singapore. Yeah, yeah, they know so much about <laughs> yeah. it. You yeah. picked the wrong two. <laughs> you lied to the wrong geography buffs. Yeah. <laughs> They're both football players. Uh, I wanted to single out um, Young Rock's buddy, Gabe, the character's name is Gabe. He's yes. played by Taj Cross. I looked okay. that up. And he's um, in Pen15, I think, too. Well, that's what I wanted to point out. He's yeah. kind of playing the same guy as in Pen15. Definitely. He's kind of like like a dopey like best friend who like seems like he's probably got a heart of gold. He's, he's kind, kind of, of pointing out the issues. Secondary character who's like probably an okay guy. Um, and it's interesting that he would be pigeonholed as like the classmate in the show about adults retroactively like analyzing their youth. Right. Um, which kind of makes him... In, in terms of being typecast at this age, it makes him the comedy Finn Wolfhart. Yeah, a little bit. Right? You know how Finn Wolf- Wolfhart was in Stranger Things and then he was also in uh, It yeah. and, and now he's going to be in Ghostbusters? Right. So what's, what is <clears throat> what is the next thing for for this character? For, oh, what, um, okay. What's a, what's a reasonable comp? <clears throat> uh, well, I don't know because Pen15 is not really a... a, a I mean, it's, it's silly because I'm comparing it to Young Rock, but it's not it like to that. Be like it's a, so singular. It would have to be like an 80s movie, a whole like star in the Goonies or something. Yeah. 
Or like a Stand By Me remake or something. Yeah. Yeah. Although Stand By Me is also Stephen King, so maybe right. that's more of Finn's territory. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Get off Finn's block. Right. Are, we do have a number of different rocks in this. Like, are we going to tend to multiple timelines at once? Like, I we, hope we do. Rock I think it's more and fruitful. I like it too. Yeah, yeah. let's just like, because I think we've got three different actors playing the rock in this. Uh, got, like, yeah. Not, not including Dwayne himself, right. but like little boy, yep. teenager, and then like maybe 20 something. Yep. Yeah, he's playing him at like Miami University. So I think it's it might roll through that series of of stuff the whole time. Yeah. Um I really like the homeless guy. <laughs> I thought he Waffle. was very funny, Waffle. Yeah. <laughs> when he says something like I forget what the exact quote is cuz I watched it last week. The only things that matter are your family integrity and freezing your eggs. He <laughs> 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 says that and he also says uh Jeffrey's always selling cars that waffles in. <laughs> So he's selling stuff that waffles that wa- in. Yeah, selling <laughs> stuff that waffles in. That was so funny to me. And then he just dies, which was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But it worked for me. I just, yeah. Because I think it was maybe, I, I think maybe he won't be dead and they'll just, he'll show up randomly in the show again. Maybe, but they do flash back to regular Dwayne and he's like, whenever I pass a waffle house, throw up two fingers for waffle. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to be in the show the whole time? Like, is like, because that's a big get to have. I mean, I, I, I realize he's so. a producer it's on the namesake, show. You know, it's different though from just from having. Well, that or or Chris Rock just doing like a quick narrative opening for each episode, which is just mm. a voiceover he can do anywhere. Well, I wonder if maybe they're just doing that to. I hope they're not doing that just to open it up, but they might be doing. it. I think he'll be to, in it less and less. Yeah, because he's getting Randall Park back every time too, and eventually it's just going to become Bob Saget. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I like it, man. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought I'd definitely like, give it my ass. Was it a pleasant surprise or did I kind of build it up to be... You didn't build it up too much, although I I expected it would be a lot better than Keenan. Right. Um, and I laughed a bunch. Like I said, the, the Wheaties thing was really fun. Interesting that they have Andre the Giant as a character in this show. Yeah. Um, Andre the Giant's very special to me and this guy doesn't have that. For, he doesn't... He's not big enough, first of all. He's, he's pretty big. He's too skinny. Yeah, that's and, true. And he's uh, he doesn't seem kind enough. He doesn't have the warmth of Andre mm. the Giant to me. Yeah. But they gave him crazy hair, and he has the voice. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I thought Iron Sheik was funny, too. I don't know who that is. No? No. No, you should follow him on Twitter. It's notable that Rocky Johnson, who is the dad in the show, mm. was born in Amherst, Nova Scotia. Right. Okay, so that is the dad. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. he's But he's, they kind of paint him like he well, by the way, he's so present. He's not... Maybe so, but the the guy in the show is obviously not Dwayne's father. No, no, no. He died like last year or <laughs> yeah. something. Um, but yeah, Rocky Johnson was his father. Yeah, they dedicated um, the show to him at the end. They did. Uh, Rock, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson played his father, Rocky Johnson, in that 70s show when they, they like go to see like a wrestling. Oh, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah. That's all, right. all That's all I got. Definitely give it my ass though. I actually totally. thought Young Rock was totally. pretty great. Go watch Young Rock. Yep. All right. I'm going to put you on the clock Pebble. for- Clarice. Why didn't they call the show Pebble? You said that before. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Which must mean it's okay. It's not that bad. That's me zagging again. (laughs) All right. We're going to recap the... This is such a procedural cop show, and I knew it was going to be. I knew it wasn't going to be that great. Of course. Um, By the way, I don't think it's terrible, but we'll talk about that um, after you recap the first episode of Clarice in three, two, one. Clarice is one year out of solving the Buffalo Bill case with her buddy Hannibal. <laughs> she ends up uh, uh, 
taking on a new case essentially in in the same town but it's kind of just a publicity thing the the senator is like i want you working on this serial killer case it's definitely a serial killer case and she finds out it's not um and ends up going against the will of the original of the boss cop and saying you know what this wasn't a serial killer it was inside job by pharmacy or pharmaceutical company yeah like half the people seem to want her to be like super duper clarice who can solve serial killer crimes and the other half are like you need to take a break. You, you, yeah. Your brain is broken now. We're you need to take a step right back. Totally. Um, yeah. So she's she starts, she's like talking to a psychotherapist who's saying, you know, uh, she, he's got the tabloid on the table and he's yeah. like, sorry about this. They didn't tell me about it. And she's like, that's a pristine tabloid right there. I know that. By the way, she's, she's, she's an okay actor, but it's kind of a cheap Jodie Foster impression. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the southern accent is like sounds. Did yeah. I, I? I only know this because I did a little looking. No, it's not just the southern accent. There's like this weird like like Jodyism. Yeah, there's a shushing of the s's. Oh, okay, yeah. You know yeah, what I, I mean? Can see that. No, I haven't watched Silence of the Limbs in a long time. I've never seen it. Oh, okay, which is probably not surprising. No, yeah, I suppose um, you're. Right. But I did read the full synopsis today. Yeah, um, and then I remembered that in 2002. There was a sequel starring yeah. Anthony Hopkins called Hannibal. Yep. In which Julianne Moore played Clarice. Oh, interesting. It is interesting because she's like such a famous Oscar winning actor now. Yeah. Um, and then isn't there another one called Red Dragon? Does that one have Clarice in it or is that Edward Norton just it's, doing his own thing? It's pre Clarice. Oh, okay. Um, yes. And that movie came up before The Silence of the Lambs. And so that's based on another Thomas Harris book that like kind of tangentially features Hannibal Lecter gotcha. in like a villainous role. Okay. So I guess he's written Hannibal a bunch of times. Right. And that, that, and then kind there of, was a Hannibal TV show with Mads Mikkelsen. With Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Which was apparently like a low key, like low key slapped. And by the way, that show is the main reason why they are never going to say Hannibal Lecter in this show, Clarice, which by the way, like if you can't at least reference Hannibal Lecter in your show, mm-hmm. maybe you want to pick another thing to reboot because uh, is that because it was an NBC show and it's yeah. just, there was like, okay. Yeah. It's One like is CBS and the other. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Exactly like Marvel Sony. Right. Um, and, and so they talk a lot about Buffalo Bill, mm-hmm. which is fine. <laughs> yeah. They reference him a lot, actually. Talk a lot about. So I, anyway, I know what happens in, in Silence of the Lambs. And, and before that, I knew about the well yeah. and I knew about the bugs or whatever. Yeah. Um, the fact that the, the guys in the, in the, in the FBI like shop, are putting lotion in a drawer and be like, hey, check the drawer. And she's like, what is this? Oh, there's a bunch of lotion. They're like, put it on your skin. Ew. This is the weirdest thing ever. I, yeah, I don't, like I, I'm not even sure I get it now. It's such a specific. So there's a whole thing with Buffalo Bill where he like wants the girls to like moisturize and it's oh, like, okay. it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again or something like it's a, Anyways, right. so the fact that like the they would be making fun of such a traumatic thing in the first place is yeah. very non-realistic. No, but it is 1993, so people are not. Yeah. So people are not being very like woke, I guess. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, it it was like. There's also a moment where the senator literally says "Hello, Clarice," and then there's an awkward silence, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, fuck off!" I'm I'm <laughs> in a in a house that happens to watch NS NCIS like too much. Yeah, so I know. Comparatively, this was <clears throat> like a real beam of light for me, but. Overall, it was still very bad. Uh, I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's special at all. You're right. You're right. It wasn't very bad. It was like, 
I could I I I'm, I could watch three episodes in a row. Sure, and probably get into it enough. But um, it it was also kind of like you know the special forces guys outside, and he yeah. goes, "Hey, wait a second. There's no plates on that car. Hey, wait a second. This cigarette is rolled like a." wait, there must be a special forces guy inside who might be a sniper. Let's right. run inside. And it's like, well, would a special forces guy just drop a cigarette like that by his car that doesn't have plates on it? I don't think so. I think he'd probably try to like hide the evidence I also or think not it, smoke. It's such a weird place for Cal Penn to end up. Yeah. Like this is a pretty famous guy at this point. He's got yeah. tons of money, worked for the Obama administration. <laughs> he's definitely most famous for a movie role, but has otherwise not been a movie star. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like he's done procedural TV shows. Yeah. Probably most notably House. And it just doesn't seem like mm-hmm. he should have to be third banana on Clarice on right. CBS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and it just, I don't know. It was gruesome too. And like, I think well, I forget because I don't watch a lot of network TV, just how gruesome network TV is allowed to be. But I do remember 15 years ago, just being a person in the world yeah. and occasionally seeing a cold open on CSI. Yeah. And like one in particular that's been burned onto my brain since I saw it was like the opening of CSI, they find a body in the woods yeah. and the face has been like rotted out. Yeah. And I can still picture it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Because so, I remember thinking, like, I'm a, I'm 14. How come I can just turn on the TV and see, see that? See a rotted face. Yeah. Yeah. You would have been such a great representative for, like, the CRTC. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, take can't the, you see what take you're the doing stand, to young Colin kids' Sweets. minds? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to see a melting face. I'm 14. I mean, there's some kind of trauma in that, apparently. I never forgot it. Totally. And there's some gross stuff in this episode too. There's like a thing with like uh, sewing skin. Yeah. And then just like the dead bodies in the river are pretty bloated and awful. I'll tell you, here's where you and I differ. (laughs) This is where? (laughs) No, there's many ways. Okay. But I was was so weirdly refreshed. Oh God. By seeing like. The sewing of the skin? No, like, yeah, I guess just seeing like weird violence on cable TV because I find that it's been so sanitized. So I was like, whoa, yeah, cool. Okay. Clarice is trying something. Okay. It's not just for HBO anymore. But you see that kind of stuff on HBO. So why did you miss it? Because I, I don't know. It was just there's something almost novel about tu- <laughs> tuning into <laughs> a, a the major cheap network. The theatrics of going, cool. ne- network procedurals. Well, I, I also heard that Hannibal was such a good watch. And it was like. I heard that too. And I've, I've seen clips of it before, and it is like super dark. And like the stuff that they were getting away with, I don't even think that you could get away with now. No. Um, but it was on like such a weird time. It was on like Friday nights at 11. Or There's entirely like too much Silence of the Lambs IP. Like, why, yeah. why are there so many of these things? I don't know. People really love that show. Like, I, I, I read today that Hannibal the TV series originally planned to involve Clarice, and they were going to cast Elliot Page. Oh, interesting. And, which is interesting because I remember as early as Juno, people would make the Jodie Foster comparison. Hmm. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's like a youth thing. Yeah. Um, but that obviously never developed. And so now this show exists instead. And I recognize this actress. I looked up her IMDb. She was in a few episodes of Pretty Little Liars, which I did watch, but I couldn't place her. But hmm. I recognized her. And again, I thought she was okay. I just thought it was like a little on the nose, the Jodie Foster she's doing. Yeah. I'd like to watch Silence of the Lambs again. I'm sure it wouldn't. It's weird. Jen, Jen said this show was made only for people who have watched Silence of the Lambs. It's pretty like, inside yeah, baseball. That's true. why I found myself reading the synopsis. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's kind of a weird vibe. Like it's not a, a topical show. Topi- <laughs> topical top- movie. Topical movie. No, no. Is Hannibal a, a villain in that movie? Cause I kind of gather that even though he's a cannibal and by the way, why did they name him Hannibal? I don't know. That's, why don't more people talk about that? Um, I kind of, from the synopsis I read, I kind of get that even though he's in prison for eating people, he's actually kind of an anti-hero in The Silence of the Lambs. He's like, um, yeah, he's he's in prison, but uh, there's like a weird understanding between him and Clarice. Right, like and he, he wants gets to her, help but he's her. Also like, he's also like a psychotherapist, so I think he's like kind of manipulative right like he's like finding out that her like ways to push her but he also i think appreciates that she's doing the same thing to him and i i think i remember hearing at one point that uh anthony hopkins has the record for winning the oscar for the fewest minutes on screen that like it's one of those kind of like darth vader in the first star wars movie it's one of those things where you actually are shocked to learn it's only eight minutes of screen time or something because it's so present and darth vader also won best actor for no a new hope didn't he no No, <laughs> don't be smug. I'm sorry. Don't be cheeky. I, 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 I'm not going to give it my ass, but I don't think it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's definitely not for me. I just don't think it's that special, but I don't think that it's trying to like break the mold. I think they're just no. like, this is kind of a fun thing with the character already exists. We won't have to work that right. hard. Um, people might be kind of psyched about it if they're silence of the lamb heads. Well, and how long can that go on for? Like mm. how long is she thinking about Buffalo Bill and this like, you know, daughter calling her it's just weird to look back and go like oh this is what happened after but yeah but also there is the hannibal book and movie like thomas harris wrote a lot of clarice and and hannibal and buffalo bill yeah i suppose so yeah so maybe there there is stuff to base it on yeah i think probably all right it's like a comic book yeah you're right everything else it's canon it's yeah we're following the clarice canon that's right anyway i don't give my ass though Uh, yeah um I didn't think it was awful. I'm kind of on the fence about this one. Okay. I think, but I guess I'm not going to watch it again. I think I'm giving out fewer S's in 2021 than I ever have in another year. You have no S's to give. It's been tougher. Yeah. Yeah. But you give Young Rock your S. I do. And Dawson's Creek. And Dawson's Creek. End of the day. Except we're going to spoil everything about Dawson's Creek next week. Yeah. No holds barred. We're going to talk about the Golden Globes and Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek spoiler show. Yeah. Which we've been doing anyway. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's great. I don't give my ass either. Do you know who's a pretty big Will Smith fan? Hmm. Lady Gaga. In particular, she is a big, big fan of the movie I Am Legend, so much so that she hired the director, Francis Lawrence, Mm -hmm. to direct the Bad Romance video. Okay. Which, in fairness, he also directed like Beyonce videos. It's not like he had never done pop music videos before. But in particular, she saw I Am Legend starring Will Smith and was like, that's the vision I want. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to make Bad Romance look like I Am Legend. I don't remember if, if that worked. I don't know if it did either. But yeah. do you know the story about her that came out today? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought you were going to tie it all in together. That's hilarious. There's like a new Lady Gaga thing? Yeah. It's very weird that this, she'd be a part of the Will Smith This story is crazy. So Lady Gaga was in Rome. Mm. Rome, Rome, Gaga, Gaga. Gaga, Roma, Ma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And that's the song, too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great time. All right. Okay. While she was there, it's going to hit. This is going to hit a uh, a more I'm gonna be somber note. Oh. Uh, her dog walker was out with her dogs, got shot four times. Oh, my God. In the chest. And died? I don't know yet. Okay. 
I didn't read the article, okay. but it's going around today. Yeah. And her dogs were absconded with. What do you mean? They were like stolen? She is offering Lady Gaga herself a $500,000 reward for any, no questions asked, for any um, one who brings the dogs back or anyone who gives info, I yeah, guess. Yeah, of course. Um, but yes, the dog, I'm like, what happens with the dog walker? Do we know? Jen thought that that the title was her dog walker. Like the dog's name was Walker. The dog walker is alive as of the time of this recording. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking that up right now. That's terrible. That's so sad. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Well, what a bummer way to end the show. You know what? In the movie I Am Legend. Oh, fuck. There is a dead dog. There's dog shit in that he movie. He kills his dog because it becomes a zombie. What are you? Please be careful with what you're alleging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not alleging anything. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. saying Five hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. Just <laughs> saying. Will Smith kills his dog, and I am legend, and that's it. And I'm out. We should call up this director, Francis Lawrence, see if he has any hot tips. And he, <laughs> we could spend time with both of them. Spend time with both of them. Do we trust Will Smith? Did he actually kill a dog, and I am legend? We'll never know. Look, I mean, if that, if that, <laughs> apropos of nothing, if there's anything we've said a lot on the show, it's that you, you never trust Will Smith. I think that's been proven very clearly tonight. 